0: audience exclusive. Hi everyone and welcome to the Relationship Circle podcast. I'm your host, Beck Thompson, and this podcast is all about showing you how to stop running in circles, ditch those dating games, and let your inner compass lead the way. In today's episode, we're gonna talk about when you find yourself attracting the same partner over and over again. It is such a hot topic with my clients and it's quite often the reason why they come to me in the first place because they're just so over it. They're so over repeating the same pattern. And if this is you, you might be feeling like there's something wrong with you or you're confused as to what's happening or you just feel really like stuck <laughs> and you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do differently. Sometimes people think, you know, it, is it me? That's that's what I quite often hear from clients. Is it me? What's wrong with me? Why do I keep attracting the same type of person? And it's really important that you know how to shift this pattern because if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, you're going to feel frustrated and you're going to feel stuck. And there's nothing kind of worse than that just not knowing what to do differently. So a few years ago I worked with this beautiful woman who just kept attracting emotionally unavailable men. And it wasn't just one, there was like a string of them. So when I first meet with a client, we go through like a you know, like a history of what has been happening in their relationships. And I can see the patterns because I'm on the outside looking in, right? I can understand what patterns are happening in the relationship. So it's it was really cool for me to be able to see this with her. And it was interesting because initially to her they looked different. But after a while, she noticed that underneath all of that surface stuff and when the honeymoon phase was ending, they weren't available for her emotionally. So when she was wanting to be vulnerable with them, she got told that she was too much or she was being difficult or that this was really hard work and it shouldn't be that hard. And it left her feeling like her emotions were not okay, that they were too much and that perhaps she had these extra emotions that other people didn't have, but it wasn't that. It's just that it wasn't a match in terms of he wasn't able to meet or they these men weren't able to meet her needs emotionally. So it's not that she had too many emotions or that she wasn't okay or it was she was too much or never too much for the right person. But she came to me feeling really lost. She just felt like she was banging her head against a brick wall, like didn't know what to do differently. Have any of you ever felt like that, just feeling stuck and not sure what to do differently? Like that was her. So what we worked through together, we're going to go through in this episode so you have an idea of if that's you and you're feeling stuck, what to do differently. So after she started working on why this was happening and she took the action around it, she started seeing a trend in the men she was attracting being more and more available. And it was cool for me to notice this because from the outside in, I can notice a lot of patterns happening, right? Because I'm not in it. When you're really in the relationship or in the thing, it's really hard to notice what's happening. Not impossible, but it's hard. But when you've got someone objectively looking in, you can see the patterns that were happening. And so what I started to notice was that she, the more she did this inner work, this work for herself around what was happening and why she felt like this was happening she started attracting these men that were more and more emotionally available. And it was just really cool to witness because it it showed her that the more that you did this inner work, the outer world changed. And now she's in a really healthy relationship. And I remember her saying to me um when she first got into that relationship that, you know, Beck, I'm in a healthy relationship. And that feels really weird to say because I don't think I've ever been in one. And it was just so beautiful for me to hear that and to see the look on her face when she said that, because that's what I want for you all, for you all to be in really healthy, you know, fulfilling relationships. But so much of this stuff is unconscious. You know, Carl Jung said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And I love this quote because it's true. Until you bring that stuff that's in the unconscious up to the surface in the conscious, you will go about your life acting as though things are just supposed to happen and that's just who you are or that's just who you're supposed to be with or because you've had the patterns and the examples to show you over and over again. And it's so key that we do that, that we bring the unconscious up to the conscious level so that you can recognize what's happening because while things live in the unconscious, it's really hard to make a difference with things because you don't know what's happening. So it's really important to do that. There's many, many reasons why we repeat patterns. So self-worth in your belief is one of them. So believing that you deserve this type of behaviour or putting up with behaviour that's less than what you deserve is huge because if someone treats you in a certain way and you allow it to happen because you think, well, you know, that's probably as good as I'm going to get or um, it's okay, I can put up with it or, you know, whatever the, the thing is that you're saying to yourself that's a direct reflection of your self-worth, you know, what it is that you think is okay and not okay. And then there's sometimes like a lack of clarity around what you're looking for. So, you know, I'm sure you've heard this saying, but if you get in your car without a GPS and you don't know where you're, and you're supposed to be going to a destination um, and you don't have your maps or whatever turned on, it's really hard to know where you're going or how you're going to get there. So it's important to know what you're looking for. And then it also comes back to your beliefs around that. Like, do you believe that you can have that? Have people told you that you're too much or looking for too much or that your list is too long? Like, what is it that you believe that you can have? And then there's the unresolved patterns. So sometimes what happens is that we subconsciously recreate the past dynamics in an attempt to kind of resolve this unresolved trauma or issues from our past. So this might look like you becoming attracted to familiar traits or behaviours because you want to fix or change the outcome this time. And there's more to it, but in my work it's all about how we make the unconscious conscious and how you change this repeating pattern of attracting the same guy over and over again. So let's get into that. How do you actually practically do this? So the first step to changing this is awareness, and awareness is so key because when you're aware you can actually change stuff. And like I spoke about before, if you're acting from your unconscious, it's really difficult to make changes from this space. So there's many different ways to get awareness. You could do journaling, meditation, self-reflection, and reflect on, you know, the patterns that you notice showing up in your dating life now. So if you're going on several dates and you're, you know, take inventory, take stock of what's happening with them and see if there's a pattern that you notice happening there. And then reflect on your past relationship patterns. So when you look back at those past relationships, are there any patterns that you notice showing up that um, are repeating themselves? So uh, is it emotionally unavailable men? Is it that you are being cheated on a lot? Is it that uh, they're choosing their friends over you? Is it that they're disrespectful or they're toxic relationships? Like whatever the past patterns are, they can also be really positive patterns as well, but we're working on the ones that you want to change. So think about the past patterns there. And then you could also ask loved ones if they've noticed any patterns or themes. And I know, I know this is really vulnerable because you're asking them to notice things that you might not want to look at. But if you want things to be different, it's time to stop ignoring the red flags and to do something about them and just choose people that you trust, choose people that you know have your back and that want to give you their support. The other option is to hire someone, to hire a coach, hire a therapist, hire someone that you're going to work with so that they can help you notice those patterns. And, uh, sometimes that's a little bit better than friend, friends or family because they're separate. Like they're not, they're not involved with you in a way that means that they have a bias there. So, but there are those options. So the second step is becoming clear on what you want, your values. And it's really important that you know what you want, like we spoke about before. And this includes understanding yourself and what you're okay with and not okay with. So what are the boundaries that you're okay with and not okay with? And it includes working on your self-worth because your self-worth is the, your boundaries that you set, a direct reflection of that self-worth. Then it's about taking action. So, you know, start dating again. You don't need to put your life on hold till you feel like you're, like, fully <laughs> a fully amazing human who can go back into the world of dating Most of the work happens when you're in relation with other people. So when you start dating again, what patterns or themes do you notice? Like put those boundaries in place when you start dating because it's never, ever too early to start implementing those boundaries. You can do that from the first conversation if someone says something that you're not okay with, but when you go out on a date, if you notice some behavior that you're not okay with, it's really important to do that because the – the response that you get from putting a boundary in place says everything. If someone responds with disrespecting the boundary that you've put in place, that's a massive red flag and you need to stop that. But if it's someone is respects the boundary and changes the way that they do something. So a good example of this is like. If you're on a date and someone calls you a name that you're not comfortable with, like they call you Dal or Babe or Love or whatever, and you're thinking, I'm not okay with that, I just want you to call me by my name, then voice that to them and see how they respond to that because how they respond is going to make a massive difference to how they respond to boundaries in the future. So the three things to work on are awareness, clarity, and boundaries. And once you watch those, once you do that inner work, watch the outer patterns change. It's really cool to notice. And that's why journaling or doing some reflecting is really cool because you can notice those patterns change. And any patterns that are still showing up just highlights the work that needs to be done. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about boundaries and people-pleasing, which is really cool because we'll go deeper into how to notice if you're doing that how to kind of stop that, how to, you know, do things a bit differently so that you can get what you want in life. And I know this is a lot to take in. So if we're not already friends on socials, then follow me there as there's lots of content to support you on this journey for you to find a connection that lasts a lifetime. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you got value from this, please don't hesitate to share with a friend so they can get value from this too. And don't forget to hit follow so you don't miss an episode. It's also how I keep this podcast alive.